It's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the country, Cameron said. An abandoned mental hospital. Legends. No one around. Perfect place to bring girls. You scare them and then hold them tight and hope to get lucky. Or to get drunk. You should know, Fred said with a wicked grin. Ignoring him, she asked, Could one have accidentally gotten locked inside and suffocated? Doubt it, Fred said. They found the freezer door locked from the outside and a broom handle jammed in the latch. Sounds like someone didn't want whoever was inside to get out. They climbed the steps up to a loading dock. The garage-type doors had been removed, providing a wide open path into the kitchen area. Pennsylvania's crime scene investigators were already at work examining the area outside and around the freezer. Its rusted outdoor, which was wide open, and its cavernous interior. Near the activity, three men and a woman wearing hard hats were giving their statements about how they'd made the discovery to a few uniformed officers. After showing the officers the gold shield she had clipped to her belt, Cameron waded through the officers and investigators and stepped inside the musty walk-in freezer, taking note of the rotten food that had been abandoned decades before resting on the rusty shelves, she slipped evidence gloves onto her hands. Having seen more than her share of dead bodies as a homicide detective, Cameron did not think that much could surprise her, until the medical examiner moved aside to let her see the body slumped in the corner. Aware of her colleagues around her, Cameron fought to hold back the gasp that wanted to escape from her lips. She'd expected a decayed skeleton, nothing more than bones and rotten clothes. Instead, the dead body that had been reported was just that, a dead body whose flesh was dried and petrified and the texture of beef jerky. (laughs) Never thought we'd find a mummy right here in Pittsburgh, Gates, the medical examiner, an older man, said with a hearty chuckle. Not really, Doc, she said. How? Freezer's airtight, he said. Electricity was turned off in the 80s when the place was closed down, so it wasn't on. Sealed tight as a drum so that the elements and insects couldn't get to them. Body couldn't decompose. It dried out and mummified. Cameron squatted down to peer at him. His thick locks were blonde and combed back off his forehead. Still, even in death, not a strand was out of place. He was wearing baggy white pants and a matching jacket with shoulder pads that had yellowed slightly with age. Dark brown splatters across his shoulders and on his pants indicated blood. Under the jacket, he was wearing a blue collarless shirt. I see blood, she said. Cause of death? Beauty of mummification is that it does preserve evidence, he pointed to the scalp. There's evidence of blunt force trauma to the head. Cringing, Cameron reached down to pick up one of his hands. In spite of the decay, she was able to make out cuts and bruises on it. Hopefully, for his sake, he was dead before he was sealed up here. It could have taken days for him to die if he'd had to wait to run out of air. Any ID? She proceeded to search his pockets. None, the medical examiner said. No wallet, no money, no driver's license, nothing. Resting next to his legs was the neck of a guitar. The broken strings hung loose like chopped-off vines. 
After confirming that the instrument had already been recorded and photographed by the crime scene unit, she slipped it out from under the dead man's hand and found that the neck of the guitar had been violently broken off of its body. The exposed wood of the neck were stains that were the same brown hue as the stains on the dead man's white suit. Where's the rest of it? she asked while searching the floor, and then she spotted the shattered body of the black guitar behind the dead man. Did this have caused the head wounds? Cameron asked the medical examiner. Won't know till I get him back to the lab. Cameron knelt down to peer closely at the victim's fingers. Despite his condition, she was able to see the calluses on his hands. Pleased to have made one discovery, she sat back on her haunches. She took in his clothes, which at one time, during his life, would have been considered very stylish. But then they were old and discolored. We may not know his name, but I do know one thing about John Doe, Cameron said. He was a musician. Whoever beat him to death couldn't have been a fan, Doc said.